Hey, Northside family, hope you've had a great day. Uh, before we jump into our Bible study tonight, uh, just one quick announcement. You should have received an email on Monday, and that email was a link to a survey. A survey just had a, a couple questions. If you have not filled that out yet, please check your email. Uh, please fill that out. Um, as we continue to think through the steps that are necessary to reopen, that will help us as we are trying to get a better idea uh, as to how many of our church folks uh, are anticipating coming back to worship with us in person and how many at this moment are still going to remain home and watch it online. Whatever option you choose, I completely understand. I respect that. I want to support you in that. Uh, but your letting us know helps us to better plan so that we can comply with all the guidelines uh, that we we have to make sure that you are safe and that our gathering is done uh, in the safest way uh, possible. So please check your email, uh, complete that survey you have until the close of tonight to do that. We're going to continue our study through the Lord's Prayer. Uh, we are in verse 13, and lead us not into temptation. And lead us not into temptation. We talked about that last week. And then tonight we're going to look at the phrase, but deliver us from evil. So we have so far looked at the entirety of the Lord's Prayer, verse by verse. And tonight we're going to look at, but deliver us from evil. But before we do that, let's pray. Father, God, we know that you are good and awesome and holy and righteous. And we know that there is an enemy. We know that our enemy, Lord, seeks to destroy us. He seeks to thwart your plans. He has tried to usurp, God, your authority. And, Lord, we know that there is victory through Jesus. Father, we do need to be mindful of our enemy. And so, Lord, as we think about that tonight, Father, I pray that if we have the impression that Satan is just this guy in a red suit with a pitchfork, that some impersonal force, that we have the power to stand up to Satan alone, that we don't need to be concerned about his attacks. And Father, you will remind us that we, we cannot fight him. We cannot fight this battle alone, but we must lean upon you, Jesus, for there is deliverance and there is victory over the evil one, but it comes only through you. So we turn to you. Speak to us now in Jesus' name. Amen. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. I remember when Landon was three or four years old, we signed him up to play basketball at the local YMCA uh, in, in Winchester, Kentucky. And uh, at, that, at that point, he really wasn't into sports. And he had several practices. And, man, he just didn't want to practice. He didn't seem interested. He just wasn't into it. And then the first game rolls around, and I'm sitting in the stands, and I'm nervous because he, he just he didn't seem interested. I wasn't sure what he was going to do out there. and So he makes it through the first game, and, you know, he did well. And, you know, after the game, I remember him saying, um, hey, Dad, God protected me. You know, God protected me out there. As he was nervous and I was nervous, God 
protected me. As we think about the Lord's Prayer, that is in essence what we're praying. Like We are trusting in God's protection over our life. He says, but deliver us from evil. Your translation can also be read and deliver us from the evil one. Who is the evil one? We know the evil one is Satan, the devil. Right? He has many names in the scripture. Satan was an angelic being uh, who fell from his position in heaven due to his sin, due to his pride. He is now completely and has been opposed to God, doing all that he can in his power to thwart God's purposes. And so what do we know? What does this scripture tell us about our enemy, Satan? Well, the scripture tells us a lot. Tonight, I just want to point out to you 10 things that we know about Satan. Look, there's more that can be said. I could uh, go into greater detail with these 10 things, uh, but I'm just going to give these 10 things to you, give you some scripture, and encourage you in your personal time, study time, to dive into these more. So who is Satan? What do we know about Satan? Well, we know, number one, that he is evil. It says here in our text, and, and deliver us from evil or deliver us from the evil one. Matthew 13, 19 says, When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. We know that Satan is the evil one. Now the scripture is clear. The Lord our God is good. And our good God is working all things together for good. Satan is the opposite. He is not good, but rather he is evil. He is wicked. And just as God is doing good things and bringing about good, Satan seeks to sow evil things into our hearts, and he seeks to bring about evil. We know that just as God is active and working, so too Satan is active. And he is working. He is working right this moment, even in your life and around you, trying to destroy you. He is the evil one. Number two, we know Satan is the tempter. He is the tempter. Matthew chapter 4, verse 1. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Jesus was tempted by the devil, by Satan. He is a tempter. Adam and Eve were tempted by the devil. You and I will be tempted by the devil. He is always looking for a foothold, a, a place where he can just hold on to, grab onto in your life, to latch onto and to tempt you and to lead you away. So we know he's evil. We know he's the tempter. Number three, we know he is the deceiver. He's the deceiver. Revelation chapter 12, if you want to turn there, Revelation chapter 12, beginning in verse 7. Revelation 12, beginning in verse 7. Now, war arose in heaven, Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back. But he was defeated, and there was no longer any place for them in heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down. That ancient serpent, who was called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He is the deceiver 
of the whole world. Satan is very good at what he does. Satan is very good at deceiving us. Satan makes that which is evil look good. He takes that which is evil, that which will bring destruction into our life, and he, he packages it in such a way that it looks good to us. Satan also takes that which is good and twists it and distorts it to make it look evil. So that rather than trusting in God's good word, we say, well, look, that's evil. Why would God allow that to happen? And therefore, we don't trust him. Satan also is very good at taking that which is right and making it look boring. He has deceived so many Christians into thinking that following Jesus is boring. That doing what's right is boring. And so he deceives us and entices us to give in, to sin, to live a sinful life. He's the deceiver. Number four, he's the accuser of the brethren, the accuser of brothers. Revelation 12, verse 10. And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come, for the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down, listen to this, who accuses them day and night before our God. Satan is the accuser of the brethren. Satan seeks to convince us that God cannot and will not forgive our sins. Satan is constantly trying to throw your sins back at you, to throw your sins and your transgressions and those things you've done in the past, the things that you're presently doing. He's trying to throw them at you to say, listen, God can't love you. God can't forgive you. He's the accuser of the brothers. He's the accuser. Number five, we know from Scripture that Satan is a murderer. He's a murderer. John chapter 8 Verse 44 says, You are of your father, the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth. Satan is a murderer. First Peter chapter 5, verse 8 says, Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Satan wants so much to destroy you. He wants so much to devour you. This is a roaring lion. And you must face this roaring lion, this murderer, every single day, as you are in a spiritual war, a spiritual battle. He's a murderer. Number six, Satan is the father of lies. Mentioned earlier, he's a deceiver. He's also the father of lies. John 8, 44 says, And he does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. All lies ultimately come from the father, Satan. Right? He's the father of lies. The father of lies. There's no truth in him. Just deceit, wickedness, lying, the father of lies. Number seven, Satan 
blinds us to the truth. Satan blinds us to the truth. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 3 through 4, says this, And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. Listen, listen to what Paul says. In their case, the God of this world, that's the evil one, that's Satan, has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. I once was blind, but now I see. Satan blinds us to the truth. So one of our prayers needs to be, is we're praying not only that God would deliver us from evil, but he would also deliver others from evil, that he would save, is that is that the Spirit of God would, would come and to, to the unbelievers and would remove the scales from our eyes. We have been blinded by Satan. We cannot see the truth of the gospel. We do not see the truth of, the, of our own sin, of our need for a Savior. We, we do not see the reality that we are on our way to hell. He has blinded us to these things. We don't see the destructiveness of our sin. And it's only through the work of the Spirit of God. It's only through that work of regeneration whereby He causes us to be born again, right? where He causes us to be able to see with spiritual eyes that we can be saved. So we're praying that God would do this work. Number eight, we know Satan's purpose. We know Satan's purpose. Jesus makes this abundantly clear in the Gospel of John. John chapter 10, verse 10. It says this, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I, however, Jesus says, came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Satan is opposed to God and the work of Christ. This is his work, to do anything he can to oppose God in the work of Christ. Why did Jesus come? He says, I came that you may have life and have it abundantly. This is the work that Jesus is doing, bringing about this spiritual life, this new life, this abundant life in us. And what is Satan doing? He's seeking to stop Jesus from this work. Jesus wants to give life. Satan says, oh no, I'm going to steal and kill and destroy. Satan will do all that he can to deny God his covenant people. He will seek to keep those who are lost from coming to faith in Christ. And once we do come to faith in Christ, Satan can't take our salvation from us because it wasn't his to give. Jesus gave it, right? We're secure in Christ. So now Satan can't take your salvation, can't keep you from God, but he seeks to steal your joy, right? To, in essence, destroy your life the best that he can. He seeks to stand against right? God and God's purpose for our life. Two more things we know about Satan. We know, number nine, that Satan is powerful. We know that Satan is powerful. Satan is not some guy in a red suit with, with a pitchfork, right? Satan is not, is not somebody that's just out there that you don't need to worry about. We know Satan is powerful. 1 John 5, 19. We know that we are from God, and the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. Do not underestimate 
Satan's power, his ability to deceive, his ability to, to lead you into sin, to lead you into rebellion against God. Don't underestimate Satan's power in your life, in your spouse's life, in your kid's life. Don't just eh, brush it off. Eh, not a big deal. He is powerful. But here's the good news, Northside family. His power is limited. Yes, he is powerful, but he is not all-powerful, which leads us to the 10th thing I want you to see as we begin to close, and that is this. What do we know about Satan? Number 10, we know he is a defeated foe. Satan has already lost. Yes, these other things we've mentioned are true of him, and yes, he is powerful, but he is a defeated foe, and this is why we can pray, deliver us from the evil one. And we can pray it with confidence because Jesus Christ has already delivered us. Two scriptures for you. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14. Since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook of the same things, that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver all those through fear of death to deliver all those who through fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery, right? Jesus Christ partook of the same things he took on flesh to die and to be raised so that he might destroy Satan, that he might destroy the power of death. Satan is a defeated foe. Romans 16, 20 says, The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Oh, church, cling to that good news tonight. That, that you may, right at this moment, see how Satan is working in your life, seeking to tear apart your marriage, seeking to destroy your children, right? seeking to destroy uh, America or the world, seeking to destroy the church. You, you may see that, but understand Satan is a defeated foe, that there's victory tonight. Deliver us from the evil one. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. I love what A.W. Tozer said. He said, I'm not afraid of the devil. The devil can handle me. The devil can handle me. He's got judo I've never heard of. But he can't handle the one to whom I'm joined. He can't handle the one to whom I'm united. He can't handle the one whose nature dwells in my nature. Hear me, Satan can pick you apart. You are no match for Satan. He's got, as Tozer said, judo that you don't even begin to understand, that you never even heard of. But Christ in you, Satan can't touch that. Christ in you, Satan has no power over Jesus Christ. He has purchased your victory and mine. And so we can pray with confidence, deliver us, O oh God, through Jesus Christ, through the Spirit of God in us, deliver us from the evil one. Next week, we'll look at, at how we can do that, the means of grace that God has given us, that we can rely upon and depend upon to ensure that victory. But let me leave you with some words from the well-known 
uh, contemporary hymn in Christ alone. The last verse says this, No guilt in life, no fear in death. This is the power of Christ in me. From life's first cry to final breath, Jesus commands my destiny. No power of hell, no power of hell, no scheme of man can ever pluck me from his hand till he returns or calls me home here in the power of Christ. I'll stand, brother and sister, stand in the power of Christ and you will find victory in Jesus. Let's pray. Oh God, deliver us from the evil one. Lord, right now, deliver my brother who is enslaved to a sin. Deliver my sister in Christ, God, who is wrestling with thoughts and emotions and, and feelings. Wrestle that brother or that sister, Lord, who is in a marriage, God, that, that is not what they want it to be. And Lord, you rescue them not by allowing them to escape from it, but Lord, you rescue them as they begin to lean more into you, trusting more in your power, crying out, God, asking you to deliver their spouse, to change their spouse. God, only you can do that work. Lord, I pray for for that individual who has a son or daughter who has just outright rejected Jesus Christ, or they have a son or daughter who gave their life to Jesus but now has wandered away. Lord, they're concerned about them. They're burdened for them. Lord, we pray that you would, God, open their eyes, that they might behold you, Jesus, to see you for who you are, trusting in you. Father, for those who are enslaved, for those who are lost, for that person who maybe God just came across this link and God, they don't, they don't believe in you. They've, they've never turned to you, never trusted in you. Oh God, I pray right now you would begin to do a work in them, that you would deliver them from that addiction, deliver them, Lord, from their idolatry, from their rebellion against the very one who made them. Lord, whatever it is that is causing us, Lord, to, to struggle right now, to, to lack that faith, but whatever area it is that Satan, Lord, is just seeking to use to devour us. In the name of Jesus, we say, Satan, flee. In the name of Jesus, Satan, you have no authority here over us because the blood of Jesus Christ covers us. Oh, Jesus, you are the sovereign, sufficient Savior. You are victorious. Satan is a defeated foe. May we walk in that victory. May we continue to cry out, deliver us from the evil one, O Father. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Have a good night.